rejection. I know it can really, really hurt sometimes. And that's normal, right? I don't know really any person who gets rejected and it doesn't do a little something to your heart, your confidence, and just mess up your joy for the day. Whether it be you had an interview and you didn't get the job, or maybe you're on a dating site and you seem to never go out on dates, or maybe it can be such a deep rejection as in somebody abandoning you, or sadly, somebody wanting a divorce. I've been through all of these situations and I know how it can feel. And I want to be able to go over really what rejection is, why it hurts so bad, how God views rejection and how to deal with it and how to have peace and healing and hope, even in the midst of it. I hope as always with this Convos with Chloe that I'm able to help you deepen your relationship with God so you can have a beautiful life on earth and eternity in heaven. I'll be back with you in just a second. Just wanted to say thanks so much for the reviews on the podcast and the listens. I love reading some feedback from you all. And please don't ever hesitate to also ask questions and it could possibly be answered on the podcast. Continue to leave reviews and share that helps other people to find the podcast. And hopefully within the ministry, we'll be able to help people more and more. So once again, I appreciate it. And I hope you continue to enjoy Convos with Chloe. All right, so welcome back. I am always elated to talk to you about topics and certain topics. I'm just like, yes, so ready to help them. <laughs> and um, you know, with Bill Swin, I feel exactly the same way, but also at the same time, this is a topic that I have dealt with recently and still healing from. And, you know, I was going to go kind of different ways with it, but, you know, the more I thought about it and the more I was working on it um, with, with you all, for you all, you know, I just really started thinking about how really I have dealt with rejection over the years in multiple different avenues in my life. And it's so many stories I can think of where I felt rejected. And in the midst of that rejection, it does not feel good. Like point blank period. I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't feel good. And I hate, um, I don't know about you, but I hate it when I am rejected for something. And then you're talking to somebody and they automatically are like, it's okay. You know, God has better for you. You're just like, shut up. Like just for five seconds, let me feel this. Like, you know, let me like acknowledge the hurt and how this is making me feel. And, you know, let me navigate those feelings. And um, and that's okay to um be sad when these things happen, for it not to feel good. And, you know, I always tell people that the feeling usually isn't the issue. You know, God gave us emotions for a reason. It comes an issue when you wallow in it, when you act as if a person with no hope, right? And um, the Bible talks about that. Like, you know, you don't act like a people of somebody who doesn't have hope. You have hope always in God. And rejection, honestly, is linked a lot to hope, self-concept, um, your faith, uh, a lot of things. And that's what I'm going to go over with you all and help you truly understand why you may allow it get to you probably a little bit too much sometimes. I know I used to, and I'm hoping even with some of my own stories and testimonies that 
God is able to really give you um, guidance on this and insight and healing. And so, you know, I love definitions. So uh, when you look at rejection, it's the first thing I want to go over and what it is defined as. It is the act of not accepting, believing, or basically feeling like it's not correct. That thing is not correct. And also when a person is excluded or you excluded because you're rejecting that, you don't want that for whatever reason, because for you, it's not good for you. It's not fulfilling what you need for you. It's not something that's correct that you need. So I wonder to focus on how in that definition talks about how the act of not accepting something. So when you're accepted, what that means is that you believe or recognize Whatever that thing is or person or, you know, that it is, is valid, good, or correct. This really, really helps us understand why rejection hurts so bad. And that's my number two thing to go over is this is why it hurts so bad. When somebody rejects us, whether it's because we are applying for a job, um, you're dating a person and they just disappear out of nowhere, um, somebody asks for a divorce, the reason why it hurts so bad is because it makes you question who you are sometimes. It makes you question, is something wrong with me because they rejected me? It also, in many times, will make you feel like you failed at something, right? Because it affects your self-concept. It's definitely a confidence breaker. It definitely breaks it down. And so I wanted to go over in regards to why it hurts so bad really look at self-concept and what a self-concept is. My teacher's side is coming out when I used to teach this in class. Uh, but self-concept has a lot to do with self-esteem as well as and that can include body image or your personality, how well you feel like your personality is or how attractive that is, physical body image, a role performance. So for instance, at a job, if you didn't get that promotion that you wanted, you start questioning, well, am I not good at this skill? Am I not good at this job? And your personal identity, who you feel like you are, and you go a lot by what others think or what happens in your life to define your identity. And when your self-concept is hovered or includes all of those things, any situation that rejects you will make you question your identity. And it changes your self-concept of yourself. And you start thinking, I'm not right. I'm not okay. I'm not good. I'm not accepted. Super normal to want to be accepted. I've talked about this before in other podcasts called the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And one of those needs, there's five of them, that they talk about is esteem. You know, you want to feel like you're accepted and loved. And honestly, it kind of goes into the other part of love and belonging. And, you know, when we are rejected, it makes us feel like we don't belong. Something is wrong. And it does affect our confidence. It makes us think something needs to change within me because I was not accepted in this situation. And anytime you put your worth, identity, and who you are into what the world defines as okay, or what a man has said about you in regards to whether or not you are attractive enough or somebody that can be loved or they can have a relationship with, or if it's a divorce and they decide, I don't want to be with you anymore. And you start thinking, well, does that mean I wasn't a good wife? Does that mean that I did something wrong or something as simple as you didn't get a scholarship that you applied to? And you think, well, was I not smart enough? 
If you put all of your self-concept and who God has made you and who he called you to be the moment he formed you in your mother's womb off of situations and people, rejection will always hurt you to the core. Because what happens is you are depending on them and people and looking to them to tell you who you are, what you're worth, and defining if you are accepted or not. That's never okay. And your self-concept will always be very fragile if you're depending on that. And the thing is that anytime it comes to your self-concept, anytime it comes to who you are and how God sees you or how people see you, I guess, rather, and how you should look at yourself. I love the scripture, Psalm, it is 139, 14. You probably have heard it, but I want you to really hear this. If God said to you, the moment he formed you, and this is David, he's in his Psalms and he's talking to God about who he is. And he says in Psalms 139, 14, I will praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. He said, and that my soul knows very well. Do you know? Do you know how beautiful you are? Do you know how smart you are? Do you know the gifts God has put in you that nobody else has? Do you know he looked at you and was like, man, that was a great creation. I don't even know if I can make another one like that. Do you know that he sees you like that? It starts always when it comes to being able to handle rejection. And when you really see what is called and what, um, excuse me, not what's called, but how it's defined, it all starts with your core and who you think you are. Um, I remember I've had so many jobs, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but anywho, um, I got pretty confident in um, the way I would interview and all of that just because, I mean, I rarely didn't get a job when I applied for it. Rarely didn't, um, you know, get the, yes, we want to hire you. I was actually kind of used to saying like, no, I don't want to take the job, <laughs> you know? And so sometimes though, I noticed one time I made it all the way up to the top last two. It was a very, very big, huge job. I worked so hard for that interview and I was upset about it. Um, and I thought about another time where I had didn't get a job in the past. I didn't expect. And I thought about another time, like, man, like, and the more and more that happened, what I started remembering, though, was that when I was rejected at those jobs or rejected by a person later on in life, something came around and I was like, oh, that's why I didn't get that job. It had nothing to do with me. It was because God saw something that I didn't see. It was because God knew something that I didn't see. And also because he had something better for me lined up. Now, like I said, we hate when people come out of me like, oh, God has better for you. Like, oh, let me soak. Let me soak. And it's OK to soak. But please know that um, that's the next thing that you need to make sure you never do in any situation, people um, or job, just whatever it may be, is um, when it comes to the number three thing on how to deal with it, you know, and allowing yourself to have these feelings and emotions. The reason why it hurts so bad and it's self-concept and identity is because you're idolizing that thing that you are wanting to attain. And when you are rejected, it makes you kind of lose faith question. Really, when you think about it, your confidence in God. Also, if it's a relational type rejection, you're idolizing that person saying as if what they say is true 
And if they said it, then that must be who I am as if they're God. Never idolize a thing or um, something that you think that will provide a need that you have and never idolize people as if they created you. They didn't create you. Your creator created you, God. And that same God that created you and said that you were wonderfully, fearfully made and marvelous are you, is also your provider. He's your sustainer and your shepherd. So even when you are rejected at that job, you know why it hurts so bad? Because once again, it's a part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You want shelter, you want safety, you want to feel like you have things to allow you to eat, sleep and take care of your children or whatever it may be. God knows that too. And so many times when we idolize these things and we are rejected, we just start crumbling because we put our faith in that thing and we put our faith in that relationship. And every job that I was rejected or was done wrong, oh my goodness, I looked back and I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad they rejected me because this job is better. I made more, more money at this job and God had a better plan for me and I didn't even know And if I would have taken that job I would have missed out on that. And that's the thing that you really have to keep in mind. And that's the number four thing is that you need to start viewing rejection the way God does. But mostly you start viewing yourself and also life the way God does. So, you know, I can go into a lot of sub points on that, but I thought, you know, what, I'm going to lead it off with scriptures into how God views rejection, how he views you, how he views, um, how he thought about you and made you. And I want you to be able to really soak in these scriptures so that you realize, you know what? I need to change my perspective a little bit when I am rejected. I'll be back with you in just a second. I'm so tired of him telling me he's going to change. And then I come back and nothing has changed at all. I wish I could truly just let him go, move on with my life and open myself up to the love that I really deserve. I'm just tired. I'm frustrated. And I know I deserve better than this. Ever had any of these thoughts? Yeah, I did too. And many times we always do when we're dealing with someone we know isn't good for us, that we know we should have just left as soon as the breakup occurred. In my new book, The Breakup, I not only help you let go of your ex, but also how to heal, forgive, and move forward. I help you explore the many seasons of emotions, thoughts, and reaction that take over us in a recent breakup or divorce. I know it's hard. I know it can be frustrating and it can take a lot of patience. And I'm hoping that as you read the breakup and the breakup guide and go through the sessions and the discussions, as well as some of the reflections that you'll be able to not only let go of your ex and heal, forgive and move forward, but also so you can heal, see what areas need to change in your life and be able to move forward to the life and love that God has for you. Check out the breakup at chloeamgooden.com, available now as well on amazon.com. God bless. All right. So welcome back. And so we've already talked about in regards to what rejection is, why it hurts so bad, 
how to deal with it to where you're not idolizing what you lost and or the person who rejected you as if they're God. And I was about to go over with you how God views rejection and or how you can look at it from his perspective in your life. And I wanted to start with scriptures because these scriptures, honestly, help me when things like this occur and when I may lose a job or rejected for an interview or going through a divorce or um, somebody rejecting me in dating, whatever it may be. I've had to learn to use a lot of these scriptures to help me kind of make it through. And so one of the scriptures that I use is first Samuel 16, seven, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, the context of this is Samuel, um, as far as I remember, um, they're trying to go and look for a king. And I believe he was looking for David and or the next person that he wanted to make king and who God was calling him. And they've had all these brothers. And one of his brothers was very attractive, very um, built and strong. And Samuel was like, oh, it got to be him, right? <laughs> You know, and God was like, no, 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 it's not him. And he talks about to him, like, you know, you're looking from physical eyes. You're not looking internally. I see the behind, uh, the behind parts of all of that. I see the soul, the spirit, the intent. I see what's going on behind the scenes spiritually. This scripture has helped me with life situations and rejection, as well as relational situations. For example, uh, the job that I was in recently before this one, um, I was doing a great job, loved that job, especially coming out of a divorce because it just, it definitely was a good distraction for me because it was using a lot of my gifts um, and I just enjoyed it. And it took a turn out of nowhere <laughs> with it. And I actually remember uh, maybe not even a month after I was in this job, I had this feeling that um, I wasn't going to be in that job really long, but I thought maybe I was just going to get another one within that same system because they noticed my gifts or something. Um, but I just had a feeling that, hmm, I feel like I'm not going to actually be able to walk, walk out this job and everything I'm doing. And lo and behold, it was a turn for the worse. Um, and in ways I didn't expect, and basically my supervisor basically was rejecting me. And it was just a lot of things that really hurt my heart. It truly, truly did. In the midst of that happening, you know, I really just was honest with God and um, I truly believe in casting my cares on God because he really does care for us and want to heal us and comfort us. And I told God, I do not want to go back to this job. <laughs> um, I just knew that I was worth more than that. I knew who I was and what I could do. And I just was so hurt. And I just had already gone through so much. I lost my son. I uh, lost my marriage to my beautiful dream house. I mean, I just was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. This is the last thing that I need. And in the midst of that, I was like, God, I don't want to go back. Like, Lord, if you can, not if you can do it, because he can do anything. But God, if it's your will for my life, like, Lord, please, can you provide a job for me so that I can leave this job? I don't want to be there for more than a week when I go back. I want to have time to pack up my things and go. And at the same time, I opened it up for him to make the decision. I'm like, but God, if, if I'm supposed to be here and learn something and be humbled, whatever it may be, I accept it accept that too. So I started applying for jobs and I'm getting interview requests left and right, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Ooh, all right. Um, but what was funny to me was that um, this scripture really applies to a lot of parts with this. Um, it was some things going on with that job and how they viewed me that I didn't understand or know. And also 
in the midst of this, the job that I was working part-time online, I still love to teach full-time online or part-time, et cetera. Um, it was a job that they projected it totally different than what it actually was. And I almost didn't take it because the way it projected it. Um, but either way, I ended up getting a job making more money than I did before. Back working from home, having time to work with even more my ministry, which I love. And God knows I have a desire to do that. And I'm in a place that um, they love who I am, accept it, and they don't, they're not intimidated by it. And in the midst of that, too, it taught me how it's so important to pray and be led by God's spirit and trust and accept what is happening in your life because God sees something you don't. I'm glad I accepted that job because it's nothing like the way they projected it. It's amazing. Um, it fits my gifts. And not only that, God showed me it's something that you're not seeing at this job. And so I'm going to have to push you out. And the guy knows that I'm like that. Sometimes he has to push me out of situations. And it really taught me, man, I really got to just stop and ask God and seek him because he sees something. Maybe you got fired for a reason. Maybe it's something coming along your way that if you weren't fired and rejected, you wouldn't be able to receive and accept this amazing thing that's better for you and truly will grant you the desires of your heart you've been asking God for. I was called for that job the same day that I walked out with my stuff at that old job within two hours. And I have received so much joy and peace and happiness at this job. And, and it was because of God. Even when I look at relationships that haven't worked in my life and I look back now, I'm like, oh, my goodness, you saw that. You saw that coming their way. You saw that this relationship was going to turn to this. You have to trust God and you have to trust that his eyes and his perspective, he's seeing something that you don't see. And maybe that rejection is actually your salvation from something and it's protecting you from something. Another scripture I use, a very popular one. Um, that you know, but sometimes we need to hear scriptures again to realize how it really does apply to so many aspects of our lives. Good old Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. The part that I love to focus on is how God says thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. That always reminds me that I have a God that loves me. He's sitting back and he's just like, girl, I got such good plans for you. You know, you just stay close to me, follow my way. And it's not about being perfect. We all mess up, you know, but stepping his grace, stepping his mercy and knowing that he wants you to experience the beauty of this land. That's why my, my ministry is so stuck on that when it comes to that part, because God wants you to have a beautiful life on earth. But you got to stay close to him. You got to trust him. Even those things that look like rejection and a disappointment because he has good thoughts of you. So sometimes how you have to see things is, you know what? I got fired, but my God said that he has good thoughts of me. Peace, not evil, to give me a future and a hope. So he must go turn this out for my good for it to fit those thoughts that he has and has already spoken over my life. God has a hopeful future for you, a good future. Whoever left you, it's, it's hurtful, I know. It's very hurtful when people reject you, especially when you feel like all you did was give them so much love. Let me tell you something, darling. God saw that and he saw your heart. And the God said that the God, excuse me, that loves you has a hopeful future for you. And he will bring all that you lost. He will bring you more than what you had before. He will bring you even more love and, and realize that it'll come in different ways. You know, when I lost um, my son, I, if I still born, I noticed that um, each week, 
that comes up the same week that I lost him, God showers me immensely with love. He did it the week I lost him. He did it this year when the same week came up. And it's like people come from everywhere, whether they come and just come see me uh, bringing gifts or uh, this year, the people that I used to nanny call me out of nowhere and say, hey, we're going to the beach. We have this big house. We would love for you to come with us, help us with the kids. I was like, what? This came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, it, it is, and these are people who didn't even know that was happening that week. And I say that to say, Whatever you've lost and um, has hurt your heart and rejected you, let me tell you something. you got a really good God that is very, very loving, very, very loving. Usually, though, the issue is that we want it to come to us a certain way, that restoration, um, that healing. You need to trust his way of healing you. You need to trust his way of building back that confidence in you and making you realize, hey, that rejection, that was a good thing for you. That wasn't a bad thing for you and how he's going to bring people and things in your life that shows you, oh, you are accepted. You are good. And I already deemed you and labels you as good and perfect when I made you. God doesn't make anything that is not good. God says that everything that comes from, from earth or comes from, excuse me, from heaven is good and perfect. And you came from him. You're good and perfect. And that doesn't mean that you don't have things you need to work on. We all have things we need to work on. But all in all, God saw you as good and perfect and marvelous and a wonderful work. Don't forget that. that he said that. One of my other scriptures, lastly, that I love is 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But it, it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ear have heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. God prepares some amazing things for us. And a lot of the things I was rejecting in, oh my God, I was like, man, I'm really glad they left. Or I'm really glad they said no, because it opened my eyes and opened my opportunities to things I didn't expect. That was 10 times better than what I even asked for. That's what I love. It even talks about how God can do exceedingly and abundantly what we ask or think. He got good stuff for you. Be okay with that rejection. And still walk in hope. And that's the fifth thing that I want to talk about. When these things happen, yes, allow yourself to uh, release that pain to God and talk to him and let him know how you feel. It's okay to God. He loves us. He tells us in Matthew 11, I believe it's 28. Yes, that come to me. All of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. It's okay to go to him and cast your cares and your anxieties on him. He wants to know. He loves it, right? So don't worry that you may, you know, feel bad or, you know, that he's like, oh, well, you should, you should be grateful. No, it's okay that you feel like that. And 1 Peter 2, 6 tells us as well, those who hope in the Lord are never disappointed. I'm actually going to talk about that um, this Saturday with Saturdays with Chloe um, about disappointments and how we should deal with that because it can sometimes feel disappointing, but all in all, the future, you realize, oh, we're not disappointed. Actually, was good for me. But pray to him and release how you feel. Always have hope in God because he doesn't disappoint us even when it looks like disappointment. And have patience and wait on him to come through for you. It's been times where God has come through for me, woo, quick, off of the things that I've lost and been rejected. And then there's some things that I've had to wait on. and some things I'm still waiting on. But in the midst of it, God will love you. He will give you peace. He will show you that you are amazing and marvelous and accepted. And something you have to remember is that Jesus was perfect, right? He was perfect. And they rejected him. They rejected him. They said that God himself in human flesh was not good. 
So it's no shocker when we're rejected sometimes. It's no shocker when people abandon us and leave us and do us wrong. It's people. And this is why it's so important to put your confidence in God, your hope in God, your self-concept and your identity in God. Because when your identity is in God, oh, nothing can shake that. Nothing can shape that. And nothing can shape his love for you. Nothing can shape the way he's called you and deemed you to be. So therefore, just remember what rejection really means and how it's really just kind of messing up how you feel accepted in your identity. Remember why it really hurts and how it does kind of go something with your self-concept and your identity and be able to go to God so that you realize that he's the one who has decided who you are and who you're called to be. Make sure that you deal with it well to not idolize the thing that you lost nor idolize the person that rejected you. Make sure that you view God and you view life and you you view these rejections the way he does. And I'll put those scriptures in the um, description in regards to if you want to go back and read them. And most of all, always, always, always release it to God. Have hope, have patience and wait on him. Because he will always, always restore what you've lost and what you think you've lost in that rejection. As always, I hope that this helps you deepen your relationship with God and brings you healing and peace and encouragement so you can have a beautiful life on earth and eternity in heaven. Till next time, God bless. As always, you can visit ChloeMGoon.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe M. Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.